Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper, a series of interviews with financial consultants and industry experts helping financial advisors strategize, market, and grow their business using core fitness values and analogies. Do something today that your future self will thank you for with Get Advisor Fit. Here's your host, Olivia Looper. Hey guys, welcome back to Get Advisor Fit. Today I am joined by another marketing specialist, which you know gets me so excited, Nikki Clark. And today what we are going to be talking about is Google My Business, which is also sometimes referred to as Google Business Profile, and talking about all the ways that it can help advisors double their business, triple their business, just depending how involved they want to get in the process. Uh, so there's really going to be some good news that you're going to want to tune in for. As always, we remind you to lift heavy, invest often, and market your ass off. But with, let <laughs> me just close my mouth and give it over to Nikki. Nikki is here with me today, March 17th, 2023. We thought it would be important to tell you the date in case this information changes. Nikki, tell us about yourself. Thank you for being here. First of all, my husband was asking me a little bit about you this morning. And I was like, basically, she's a badass. I don't know if I can say that, but oh, I was like, basically she's a badass in the marketing space for financial advisors. Oh, thank <laughs> oh, that's you. Awesome. Um, so I'm a marketing advisor, not a marketing, yeah, I'm a marketing advisor and specialist and, and coach. And um, I laugh sometimes I'm like a mini little therapist too for advisors, as you know, Olivia. Uh, so I, I, I do it all. I, um, and I really, really enjoy it a lot. I definitely do not do, I don't build websites at all or um, do any sort of event planning. That's for very special and important people. But other than that, um, same as you, Olivia, just out here trying to help advisors so that they can help their clients. Right, exactly. So that's why I love you so much. And one one thing that I love about you, um, there's a lot of things I love about you, but one of the one great things that we're always talking about in our space is know what you're good at, know what your specialty is and hone in on that. And Nikki does just that with her financial advisor marketing uh, special specialty. So without further ado, let's talk about Google my business, Google my business. So why does an advisor need Google my business and what can it do for them? You and I are both very super passionate about this. Um, and yes, Google, Google business profile or Google my business, uh, is very important for advisors. This is 2023 and we're only going to continue <laughs> to advance in technology. And so the major reasons are, of course, uh, people go to the internet for validation. So if they're checking out an advisor, they're going to type it in and they're going to immediately look to see if this person's on there. And if there's not a Google business profile, that kind of sends subconsciously a little bit of a red flags. So it helps with um, increased visibility, but also, you know, social proof. So I was searching the other day for someone to help. We cannot get anyone out here. It's been two years to come build a deck for us. Like we want to like literally give people money and they're not coming out, but I couldn't, the, the top people I researched and actually clicked on were the ones that had Google business profiles. The ones that didn't just to me seem like, Oh, there's no, there's no validation. There's no verification. I don't know who these people are at all. So there, there's that credibility factor in there. And that's the same with financial advisors. And then um, for the financial advisor on their end, they, it helps them with analytics and insights that gives them even more information that, and they can learn 
trends and what's going on and who's visiting. And, and so those insights are super powerful for an advisor. Right. So what I heard you say was three things. You're going to increase your visibility. So in your when people are searching for a financial advisor near me, financial planning near me, you are going to come up higher in the list if you have a Google My Business profile. Now, we'll get into later whose profiles get prioritized, but increased visibility, credibility, which is that social proof piece, meaning people are going to trust you because you have your... Google is not technically like verifying you, but there is a verification process for the business. Mm -hmm. It gives people that sense of security and great insights and analytics about the people that are looking for them. Mm -hmm. So these are three pieces of information <laughs> that help bring people to you and also teach you, you know, the type of people that your messaging and, and marketing is currently targeting. So let's talk about the key features of Google My Business, the ones that were what is within Google My Business that's going to benefit the small and medium-sized advisory firms? Yeah, so it's super important. We might go back and forth on, on some things here, but what's really important is to fill out every single thing on the back end that's humanly possible. Same thing applies for if you have a YouTube channel or a social media profile or your website. It's like on the back end, you want to fill out everything you possibly can because um these are features that Google is saying is important. So if Google is saying is important, you need to you need to be doing it. And then that helps uh, with optimization, which we'll, we'll, we will go into later. But for small businesses, it's really important because ranking, as you know, does matter. So you want to ideally land on, ideally you want to be like the first person to show up, which is- Like top easy. five at least, yeah. yeah. It's not easy, we'll say that. Um, but if you can be on the first page, that's going to be really important. And then uh, something that's been super big lately has been zero click content, which means like, give me all the information right away. I don't want to have to click more. Heaven forbid we have to click one more thing in our life to find out more information. If we can have it all in one spot, that helps us with our search process and also helps us with um, avoiding those rabbit holes, which can be really just super fun. Well, that's where people get lost. And I know. Then and then, interested. And then you've lost somebody who could have been a potential lead. Exactly. And then I, myself as a user gets frustrated because I'm like, where do I go back to go to the original spot? And then I click out all of my tabs and start all over again. Uh, and then other, it can benefit uh, business owners because you're, you're able to show not only the rankings, but you're able to show reviews, which is that social proof and credibility. You can read their, their testimonials pretty much. And then photos, we like to see, we like to see people. And I can't tell you enough how much I'm, I'm tired of stock photos. Um, a good example of someone that's doing this really well is Olivia's website. She has oh. pictures of herself. So we know immediately who it is. This is a big deal, a really big deal. Uh, and then maps, which again, once again, is zero click content. Google's done a really good job of when you type something in what, no matter what it is, they're going to show some photos, but they're also going to show a map and give people a good idea. So this can really help those, those businesses, all the information that most people generally want is right there. And it's really awesome, uh, which is really incredibly helpful and fully in compliant with the SEC. Um, you are like allowed to do this a thousand percent. Yeah, it's just like having a pro. I mean, it's 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 a little bit different, of course. But like you have profiles on Napa and XYPN or 
and you know different places like this you're it's considered like a profile but for google and who i mean there's not anybody more trustworthy than google so <laughs> i mean you've, you've got to put your foot down there and here's the thing too and i'm sure this is probably in your plan of things to talk about but um it tells you exactly all of like the pieces of information that you can potentially fill out it's not like a guessing game like you can, once you go and, you know, claim your business and you're setting up your profile, it'll ask you at, you know, tell you add hours, add holiday hours, add your booking information. If you can buy online, add your, um, you know, it literally walks you through every single step. Now, some of them are not going to apply to you. Financial advisors don't sell products. You're not going to have a product sale page and, um, you know, things like this but you put in the information that as it, much as you possibly can as much as you possibly can yes yeah. because why because that's why how they're gonna prioritize your information and with the more information you give um the higher you'll be prioritized and rewarded for that yes so um i guess while we're on the topic we should talk about how you set one up yeah. um or I mean, just high level, like if an advisor was like, I don't even know about Google My Business, what should I do? The one thing about Google My Business is Google wants you to fill out that information because technically they're getting information. So it helps Google too. So if it helps Google, they're going to make it super easy for the advisor or anyone to set it up. They're going to walk you through each step of the process. Now, one thing that's really super important is I've seen this happen with a handful of advisors. Don't try and get fancy with the names. So if your business is, for example, Lexicon, then that's what it needs to be entered in and to Google My Business or Business Profile. I've seen some financial advisors enter their name. And that's not what you want to do because right. then when you try and go back and fix it, it's locked. Then you have to send this these emails and these verifications and these forms and you have to go through like an editing process and it's long. One advisor I know just did, it took him six months. Wow. For one mistake. For one mistake. But because they used advisory instead of partners and the actual business is partners, that was a big mistake and it matters. And so you want to make sure that whatever it is, if you have a business, what, what is on the sign of your business or if whatever you're registered as, that's what, how it needs to be entered into Google business profile. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're North Star Financial Planning, don't put North Star FP. It's yeah. North Star Financial Planning. If yes. you're Inspire Wealth Advisors, put Inspire Wealth Advisors, not Inspire Wealth Advisory. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because it has to match. Google is not going to register that it's you and all of these other places for SEO unless everything is exactly the same. Down to road versus RD. Like if it's spelled out on your website and spelled out in your Google My Business, it better be spelled out everywhere else on the internet that you have control over. Yep. So make sure that Google connects the dots that this is all you. Yep. And so what an advisor can do if they don't have a Google business profile yet, literally type in. How do I start my Google, Google business profile? It's going to walk you through everything. It does. I, you. Yeah. It's so, it, look, if I can do it, <laughs> um, literally any, anyone can do it. It's incredibly easy. It's just super important to get it right. Right before you fit, hit submit, like make sure you've triple checked. 
Triple checked, yes, so that you don't end up six months down the road with this problem because yes. you know, we don't need no more problems around here. So, like Nikki said, Google it. Google it wants you to, so they make it very easy for you to do it. Yep. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about this already, um, optimizing your Google My Business profile. So you went in, you've 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 claimed it, um, and you're setting it up. What do we need to do in that profile to attract more customers? Because that's what we want. This is this is where it gets fun, I think, in my opinion. Um, so once again, fill out everything that that's possible. This is the same for our social media profiles and, and websites. So you want to fill out everything that's possible. And the keywords are going to matter. What do you want to be known as for a business? You want to use those keywords and long tail keywords, which means longer keywords. Uh, and, and make sure you're incorporating those where it seems fit. I wouldn't do it like all every single that's called keyword stuffing and you're going to be right. penalized. So do insert what you want to be known for. For example, I had another advisor a while ago who um, wants to really be known for retirement planning. And when you entered retirement planning in this particular city, he was the second person that showed up. And I was like, this is huge because they've been spending a lot of time on their Google business profile. And he was like, that's weird. Cause when I entered it, I didn't show up. And I was like, but what did you enter? And he entered financial planner and then the city. And I'm like, but you don't want to be known as a financial planner. You want to be known as a retirement one, which is how he had set it up. So he had done everything right. He just thought that if right. he entered financial planning, he would also show up. And I'm like, no, you, that's, those are two different things. So right. whatever you want to be shown up for, use that as your keywords, use that in your messaging and your blog content and your social media content, it all connects. So the keywords are very, very much important. And then um, images, please don't use stock images. I just, they're so cringeworthy. Um, and also here's the thing, like all the free stock images that are really good that you like, a thousand other people are using them too. And you know what? I feel like these stock image ladies, some of them, I feel like we're friends. I see them so often. I mean, we could, I could sit down for tea with them and just be completely comfortable because I see them all day long. <laughs> I saw one yesterday and I was like, oh no, do not use stock images. That actually hurts the credibility. The lady with the light short hair and the glasses, she's everywhere. She's cool. <laughs> um, awesome. But use real images. Now, of course, make sure they're not blurry. Uh, make sure they're appropriate, which I don't think any advisors, I don't put any of your family on there. I think that's kind of odd, especially little kids. We've got to keep them um, protected. protected. You know, we're getting into that age now or that it's just, it's just weird. Um, take some pictures of the outside of your building. Take some pictures of the inside of your building for sure. Take some pictures of your staff. Most phones these days, unless you're still using an iPhone six, like my dad, most phone these days have really awesome picture capabilities and you can upload yeah. them right then and there. Like that is going to be a thousand times better than any stock photo. And then also keep your information up to date. Um, I recommend now Google business profile, Olivia, I did some research. They recommend that you um, do something to it every day. Who has time for that? Yeah. Financial advisors, I recommend at least twice a year going in there and make sure that the information is still the same, current, fresh, up to date. Sometimes you move buildings. 
Um, sometimes, you know, extension numbers change or, or, or whatnot like that. You just want to make sure all the information is still the same. Right. So, um, oh, one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. For optimizing reviews, which I think we're going to get into. Yes, we're, we're going to get into that. That's, 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 like, that's like the bone. That's a carrot at the end of the episode we're going to get to because everybody wants to know how okay. to get in on that. They're super important. Like you have to have five to start showing up. Yes. Five reviews. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wait. So, pardon? Maybe you have to have five to start for it to start affecting SEO. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's I think what it, it is. It's Google actually tells you um, when you, I was literally just on it this morning you know, just getting ready for our call. And it says, it said, um, once you reach five, it can, you know, up to double the amount of visitors. Or That's something. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, five is that magic number that's going to land you, you know, hopefully in the top tier of retirement planner or financial planner or whatever it is you want to show up for. Quick story on that. We got to talk about this very quickly because when I first started my business, what we just did was content development. Last week, I know you know this, we renamed ourselves Advisor Marketing because years ago, we found that advisors were buying content they had no idea what to do with. I knew how to use content to build a business because I did it for myself and I was helping other people do it. So I just said, okay, we're going to add this in as part of our service offering to make it a, you know, an actual marketing package with custom content. But my keywords were not pointing people looking for advisor marketing to me. And even in the social space, I mean, if you knew people that would come across me, yes, if they went to the website and they looked at the services, but that's like 10 steps in, yep. you know what I'm saying? So we uh, had to actually just bite the bullet and say, okay, we have to change our name because we're not, you know, coming up for what we want to be coming up as just like the guy typed financial planner, but he had everything set up for retirement advisor. Mm -hmm. And so there's that disconnect. And that's part of also your sales funnel maintenance is looking at those bots where people are dropping off or yeah. where you're not getting any inbound action and saying, what's wrong here? We need to fix it. So yeah. this, is, this is near and dear to my heart because I've just been going through it, but it's going to be worth it because people are going to understand actually what we do. Yeah. <laughs> And it was honestly, um, you changed it from content development, right? To advisor right. marketing. Right. So it's still it's, lexicon, same yeah. logo. We just changed the words. So recognizable wise, we still have the same colors and aesthetic and everything. Yep. It's just that, you know, we need to be, we want, want to be used as advisor marketing company because we've been doing it since 2019. You know, it was literally maybe the first six months that we were only providing content. So it changed really quickly. But because, you know, you know how it is when you start in your business and then you start gaining traction, you're like, this is great. And you kind of coast for a while until there becomes a need to revisit. Yep. So, you know, going and doing your Google My Business Profile can be a great time to revisit some of these things that you might need to refresh, you know, that have just gotten stale over the years or maybe don't reflect exactly what you do anymore. Yep, um, I bet. And so, it's, it's good. Like, so that was um, content development is what we could call 
a short tail keyword and you change it to advisor marketing. So now everything aligns. And that's one of those things that, that matter with Google and websites and SEO. They all interconnect. Exactly. So yes, speaking of all of this stuff being the same, we've been having quite a time, you know, going in all the places and changing all the links. And of course, like we did a, a redirect where the old domain should direct to the new, but it doesn't always work, especially if someone I found out does hasn't cleared their browser. Yep. They won't redirect right away. But anyways, yeah. so just a little note on that. Um because everyone always thinks about clearing their browser. Right. Nobody thinks about it. <laughs> Nobody like, does literally that. I was on the phone with GoDaddy for 30 minutes for them to tell me to clear my browser. And I was like, wow, that was really dumb. Uh, <laughs> but I know that there's really no need for us to go in every day and check our Google My Business profile to make sure the information is up to date. But what about posting or adding updates to the profile? And are advisors allowed to do this? So this is something I'm me particularly, I'm super excited about. Google is saying you can treat your Google business profile as a social media profile, which immediately starts sending off alarm bells in the SEC world and compliance. Right. And rightfully so. I love compliance, believe it or not, as a marketer, I think they're phenomenal. Here's the thing. So this is why Google says you should be making updates every day. This counts as an update where you can literally put, go to your Google business profile and click update and it acts as a social media profile. So I'm waiting to hear back from the amazing Max. Um, he helps out with a lot of advisors and compliance and legal related issues. From what I know in dealing with the SEC and compliance, if this is acting as another social media profile, okay, putting a pin right there. And we know that compliance and the SEC do not like or recommend at all that advisors interact with their Google business profile whatsoever, I would advise right now to not do that until we hear back from Max and get some more clarification because compliance and the SEC have to approve advisors' use of social media. But we also know that compliance and the SEC say, do not interact with anything on Google business profile because that's gets you entangled and that counts as an endorsement and an advertisement. And then that can get you into a whole lot of legal trouble that, I mean, even if it's a good review, they recommend don't responding to it, not even saying thank you. Um, definitely don't get involved with bad reviews. And that's interacting all off your Google business profile, which updates to me says the same thing. Once again, I'm waiting to hear back from Max. So maybe Olivia, after this, we can be like, hey, we have an update. We've heard, we've heard back. But as of right now, I'd be cautious. Right. So, well, the way that I've handled it in the past is that I I sort of view it as if compliance has approved this post for social media, why would I not be able to post it on my Google My Business? But these are for advisors that are doing their own ADV and or internal compliance. And I'm letting them know that, you know, this is what is happening if this is, you know, are you okay with this level of risk, then let's go ahead, um, you know, or if you want to go ahead and check with your compliance department and make sure that posting updates is okay. Yes, we definitely know, do not interact with reviews. Again, we'll get into the reviews here just very shortly. Um, but as far as updates, 
Um, check with your compliance department, see if they allow you to make updates to your Google My Business. And what an update is, is basically, I mean, it could be anything, but a lot of times what people do is just take their social media posts and use it um, in this other spot. Like you said, it's just like another social media profile, so you can put different updates there. Now, would you want to go in and put your ones that you do every day? Probably not, because it's going to get cluttered real freaking quick. Yeah. I mean, I would consider it like a featured section. You know, we have featured on LinkedIn. So like maybe, or if there's something like super interesting is happening in the industry bank runs svb anybody i mean then it might be an opportunity to you know share an article that you wrote about it or whatever um but again check with your compliance department work with your marketing team to see what's allowed for you yeah and and of course if we get some more information we'll share that in the show notes as well okay so what's next let's see what we have um Okay, this is it. This is what everybody has been waiting for. Advisor reviews. What have we seen done? What rules are we aware of? We've we've touched on it here and there. We've we've danced around it, but the moment has arrived. So how what do we do with advisor reviews in Google? Because Google said if you have, you know, what, what did you say earlier? If you have five reviews, it can double your visibility. Mm -hmm. um, based on the statistics that they've gathered from the millions of businesses around the world doing it. Um, so what do you think, Nikki? What do we do here? And what have you seen with other advisors, some examples? So most advisors, and rightfully so, they don't want to ask for reviews. They feel awkward about it. I kind of, I, I get it too. Sometimes when I ask friends and family, hey, can you, can you write me a view on LinkedIn? I feel awkward about it. But here's the thing, most clients would love to give a review from what we have found. Now you want to, you want to be careful. You know, your clients better than, than Olivia and I. So use that knowledge that you have, but most will be like, yeah, I'll, I'd love to give you a review. You just have to make it really easy for them. You have to not tell them like, go to the internet, blah, blah, blah. provide them the link right away. Like, here's the link, make it super easy for them. There's a thing though. Um, you can't cherry pick. So you can't, pick out your best favorite clients and ask them for reviews. If you're going to be asking reviews via email, everyone needs to get that email. So um, make sure that you're definitely not cherry picking, not your top favorite ones that you're going to get the best reviews from because we all love them. Um, and some, some advisors are like, well, I don't want so-and-so to leave me a review because most people are more apt to give a negative review then to give a positive, that's just how nature is. I think like negative reviews and comments spread what, like 30 times faster than a positive one. Um, so, so I understand why you would not necessarily want to send an email campaign out and ask for those. But what you can do is you can add it to the bottom of your website and always have it there. That way you're not cherry picking and have like the, the logo or icon of, you know, review my business. There's tons of them out there and where they yeah. click, they can immediately go review or it can be in your email signature that is allowed. I have verified. Um, once again, everyone compliance is different, but uh, according to the SEC, that is allowed. You can put it in your email signature and then you can also do it after client meetings because that doesn't count as cherry picking because you're, you have to meet with them. It is required. And so, hey, if you got us, if you got a chance, we would we would love for you to review us. Um, you can't 
tell them what to say at all. Uh, just let, let them go ahead and review. And I personally, I like the ones when it's done after a meeting, because I think that's great. You could even ask, I'm not, I'm not going to say that actually. So you can ask your clients after, after the annual review or the quarterly review, whatever, whatever you're doing, once again, just make it super easy for them to find it. And then an easy way for them to find it, if it's always on your website or always in your email signature. So Yes, you can ask for reviews. It is allowed. You can't cherry pick at all. And then um, once again, don't, don't interact with those reviews. Don't pay a client. I don't think you would, but don't. don't we cannot client. incentivize this. Yeah, don't do that um, at all, please. And then if you want to share your reviews, that's awesome. You just have to make sure, I mean, you can share your top reviews and, and the best ones on your website but you also have to provide a link for people to go see all of the reviews. So that goes back into cherry picking again. You cannot cherry pick your best reviews and not give people the oper the chance or the source to find all of the reviews. So what so I feel- we can take the best and put them on the website, but there's gotta be a link to every single other one too. Yep. So you don't have to take every review and throw it on your website, good, bad, the ugly. Yep. Take the ones that you want to use and then provide the link so that the rest of the information is available. The same way you would do in a blog article, like, okay, here's the con contribution limits for a Roth IRA for 2023. Of course, we've got to provide evidence for that citation. Same idea. Same thing. Same exact thing. Um, what was I going to say? You made me think of something that I felt like was, oh, um, I've also seen advisors who use um, text, like after the review meeting, it will, they'll get a text with the link for the review. But again, like you said, just make sure that you're doing that with everyone. It's part of your process. It's not cherry picking here and there. Um, so with the text, concerned. <laughs> yeah, with the text, it has to be smarshed too, like, or whatever, like, because advisors are not supposed to be texting clients. Yeah, no, no. Text through like um, red okay, yeah. or something like that. Like yeah, compliant yeah, yeah. texting, not just yeah. texting like my number to your number. Right. right. So just wanted to throw you, that out there. Is, yeah. Thank you. If text is part of your marketing plan and you're using compliant texting avenues, that's one way that you can ask for the review. Yep. Yeah. But if you always also, if it's always in your email signature and you're always contacting your, your clients right there true now I will say a lot of people ignore email signatures so you might oh yeah out. but okay. like a PS if you feel so inclined we would love a review I'm use link below whatever yep. um but yeah I love email signatures that's like a really prime piece of real estate that people underutilize myself included I swear my husband's email signature is better than mine I don't, I think it's because he uses a different version of Outlook. So like I, we were able to make his with his picture and all this stuff and mine yes. is like, looks terrible compared to his. But I, I still love Outlook things. Like what, you know what I'm talking about? I love email signatures with picture, with someone's face in there. Ugh. I do. Unless, uh, yeah, mostly I do. <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's great. So Nikki, now that we've gone through all this, can you tell us some examples or success stories of advisors that you've seen effectively use Google My Business to grow their customer base and increase their revenue? Yes. Um, just for confidentiality reasons, I don't necessarily want to throw their no, name out there. But um, 
there was a, a couple who they're, they're in business and they made it a priority part of their marketing strategy to ask for reviews. And they, they told me that they were asking everyone. They weren't, they definitely were not cherry picking at all. And their biggest success was putting it in their email signature. That's why I recommend it and suggest it. Um, but because they also are so relational, which I think has a big thing to do with it too. And they, I mean, all the advisors I work with genuinely care for their clients a thousand percent. Um, but the, it didn't feel so awkward for them to mention the reviews because they already had such a great relationship. I think I cannot remember the exact number, so don't get me wrong, but I think within like eight months, they had 19 reviews, all five stars. And now when you type them up, like financial advisors in that particular city, they are the first people that show up and there's only, only 19 reviews. So I don't want to say only. Yeah, that's a good amount. I mean, that's a good amount. That I mean, is a good it's, amount. Not, it's not like, you know, I don't know why I always think of Nike, but it's not like Nike where you'd have like millions of reviews right. or anything like that. But 19 for an advisor is a really big a number. number. I mean, that's like, a, I, that's a robust number. I feel like for a lot of small businesses, especially, I mean, oh, you could go Google anything right now. And if I saw 19 five-star reviews, I mean, I would be convinced. Oh yeah. Like, I, I feel what I'm seeing most advisors right now are sitting at about three. Yeah. The 19 is a, le a legit um, amount of stars. That's like what, six months you said? Eight months. Okay. Okay. So I've got a funny story in a minute also, because I just Googled it. I wanted to see. Um, okay. the, the next one was um, they the, the, the advisor I referenced earlier who was using retirement planning versus financial planning and retirement planning. They're showing up. They have... 18 reviews, wow. four and a half stars. And what the, so the advisor, he has a, an executive assistant who is also like client success and, and everything like that. All that they've been doing together is incorporating it in their talks with their clients and prospects. And um, because of those efforts and because they're, they're so easy to talk to, um, they got those reviews in a really short amount of time, less than eight months, four and a half stars, 18 uh, reviews. It's showing up. They're ranking the second in their city. And it's a big city. It's like Cincinnati or so, I mean, like it's a big city. Yeah. It just, it just needs to be part of the continual conversation. Now you don't want to beat people overhead every single time. Like, uh, you know, I get it. Right. But when it's part of the conversation, consistently people people want to give a review I if someone asks me if someone asked me for it now granted I'm in marketing so take that right if someone asked me hey would you review us I'm gonna be like oh sure yeah great it's something I don't actively think about but I have to be reminded Remind. it's funny I still this happened last year or two years ago um I have three monitors right here so that's where I'm looking over to the left if you type in Mount Everest, there's there's one there's only one Google review, and I don't know why. Why is I want to do it? <laughs> only, yeah. It's a five star um, from a year ago, but I'm like, to me, I would think Mount Everest would be rated more, but um, it just always cracks me up. But you know, if if I'm the same way when I'm out hiking with my family. And we want to go see a waterfall because we love waterfalls. 
I'm going to go to the one with the most reviews. It's, right. it's just, yeah. It's the same I just did this in October too, when I was in Denver, I did the same thing. Yeah. So you just need to ask, you need to make it part of the conversation and every advisor is finding different success in different ways, which mean, which goes to show that like, it doesn't mean like this one way is like the way to do it. Um, it just needs to be part of the conversation. And like I said, people just need to kind of be asked right. and they'll, they'll, they'll do it. But the, the one that got me super excited was like clients and prospects. And I was like, that's so cool. 18. I think there's two things that you've said um, in this conversation that are worth highlighting again, which are one, satisfied clients are happy to give reviews. It makes them feel valued, makes their opinion feel important. And think about what's going on in a client meeting. There are different outcomes, I'm sure, at different life stages with your clients. Sometimes the, 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 end, the meeting might end in a frustration. But most of the time, I think, when you meet with your clients, there's probably a sense of relief and happiness from them. My advisor is working on all this for me. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be secure. So it's only natural at that juncture when they are happy with you to ask them, for a review because they're going to be happy to give it to you. Mm-hmm. They're it, not that you want a Google review to be a transaction, but in terms of, you know, it's like when you're a teenager, you ask your mom for the thing you might think she will say no about when she's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, these client meetings that like are a good example of this, you've met, they're reassured, Hey, would you mind giving me a Google review? Absolutely. Joan is going to be doing it in the car while her husband drives them to lunch after your meeting. And it's going to be done, you know? Um, People just need to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I did that all the time, by the way. (laughs) Me too. You know, I mean, we got to read the room. We're going to ask for things for people when they're in a bad mood or, you know, capitalize on the happiness moment and ask for the review there or you know it's similar in email if something you know not like hey look I got you a return on your money can yeah. you give me a review but you know <laughs> the advice against like, that <laughs> hey you've been with me for a few years I'm glad you're happy like would you mind sharing that with others so I can help to help me grow my business or whatever most people love to do it yep um so Nikki, that was like really great information. And I cannot believe that I've gone this long without doing an episode on Google My Business. Um, But here we are, finally got it done. So I just wanted to say thank you for all of that. And also, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us where all of our audience can find you in case they want to connect with you? Yep. So I am on LinkedIn. Um, active, very, that's my favorite platform just because I, I think the most learning and growth happens there. So it's Nikki Clark FPQP. I am on Twitter, but I keep it pretty, um, short only because that can, that can be a rabbit hole in and of itself. And I recognize my own, uh, areas (laughs) that I need to work on. So I keep that one short. So I'm on those two, uh, for, for business and, and work purposes. Um, 
and not on any of the others for a very, once again, time management. So just LinkedIn and uh, Twitter for now. Excellent. I love that. Thank you, Nikki. Um, also, we'll put Nikki's links in the show notes so that you can connect with her um, anytime you like. If we get some more updates on the compliance reviews, we will certainly share them with you. Um, thank you for joining us and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. To learn more about Olivia and how her firm, Lexicon Content Development, can help you, visit LexiconContentDevelopment.com. If you want to reach out to Olivia on LinkedIn, you can find her at Olivia Looper Lexicon. And if you'd like to follow Olivia on Instagram, you can find her at Lexicon Content Development. Till next time.